1: That's 800-760-1845.
2: Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy.
3: I love that guy. Oh, my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch.
4: Two more hours to go, and uh, Jan Wall always chiming in in the first hour. And uh, lines are available the rest of the way. Love to hear from you. 1-800-870-PLAY. We've got one guest this hour at 1025. We're going to have Olympic hopeful Tilia Brooks. We've been speaking to a few of these great collegiate NCAA champs. They've got an event coming up. University of Arkansas. Second hour, Zoltan Kajnash. How's that for a uh, Hungarian name? In fact, yesterday, Tottenham, playing the first leg, the round of 16 game in the UEFA Cup, were playing Wolfsburger. Not Wolfsburg. That's a Bundesliga team. That's in the Hearts Mountains, Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg, you might remember, is where the, the Volkswagen came out, or the Volkswagen. BW. But no, this is Würzburg. This is in Austria. But you can't let any English people, I should say, any flights from London into Austria. So they had to play in Budapest. On either side of the Danube or the Donau, you have Buda and you have pest Never been there. I would like to go. There. It seemed like that was part of the Soviet bloc back then playing at the old Ferenc Puskas Stadium. One of the great names in the history of soccer, Puskas, part of the mighty Marjars, the first team ever to beat England at Wembley, that was the Hungarian team, and not just beat them, I think it was like 6-2, to two. and one of the first great players for Real Madrid. What am I talking about? Oh yeah, Hungarian, Zoltan, will be on the show, and then Steve Trevina will join me at around 11.40. So the lines are available, let's talk some sports, what's going on with your weekend. We got the all-star game starters, Steph Curry starting his seventh game, got to bow down, totally deserving, talk about that. Also, tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, and listen to the show, CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network, counting 35 million homes, and as always, recognizing our men and women in the military, listening on American Forces Radio Network. Thank you for your service, Doing a great job, stay safe, come home soon. I'm Rick Tittle, come on back.
5: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. It's O Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts, which means you'll save money and reach your next reward even faster. Earn double O Rewards Points on five parts of Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil, just $28.95, and get a $10 gift card after a mail-in rebate. Collect 150 points and get a $5 reward. Don't miss O Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh,
1: oh, O'Reilly.
6: Auto Parts.
7: Hey, Matthew, we need to restock those sleeping bags.
3: Indeed knows unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. one of you cover this register? Like at Anita's Outdoor Store. To keep sales climbing, she needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored
7: job post. Terms and conditions apply. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851.
8: 439 7851 439 7851
9: At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years.
1: That's 800-403-5912.
4: Hour 2 of Titillating Sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Check me out, girlfriend, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. 1-800-878-PLAY. We got some open lines up here. Open lines. They say open lines. All Star Games starters are out. <clears throat> and by the way, Commissioner Silver <clears throat> basically doubled down on the decision to have the game. He said in effect, we need it. And uh it's a little it's about cash, and other players aren't happy about it. But um we will know the uh rest of the uh teams. Uh, coming up here, uh, in a, uh, in a few days. But the Western Conference, your starters in the backcourt, Steph Curry, as I mentioned, his seventh time starting. Young Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Nikola Jokic round out the front court. And for the East, Kyrie Irving and Bradley Beale will be in the backcourt. And then Kevin Durant and Giannis, along with Joel Embiid, those will be your front court. And there was a bit of drama determining the Western Conference starters when the votes from all the different groups were tallied as uh, each player ended up with a weighted score. And this year, Doncic and Damian Lillard (laughs) finished in a tie. And Doncic won the tiebreaker because he had more fan votes. How in the hell could it end in a tie if you were counting the fan votes? But Damian <clears throat> Lillard always seems to miss out on this stuff. So if you ask me, who would it be a tie between? But look, he's still going to be an All-Star. And we'll still have All-Star Saturday night. They're going to put it all together in one day. The Skills Challenge, the three-point contest, uh, will take place um before the game and I think this is great the ha- the uh, dunk contest will be at halftime. That to me is cool. That'll that'll keep us that'll keep us all watching at halftime, right? Uh also they're going to honor Kobe as you might expect by once again incorporating his jersey number 24 into determination of the final target score. But getting back to Steph and why he's deserving because he is Um, is it possible that Steph Curry is underrated and I I think he is this year a little bit because I think fans around the country thought we love Steph Curry we know what he can do we know what he did um, but you know the Warriors aren't very good anymore and he's still fun now and then but I don't think they really understand how good he is. Steph Curry in 2015, 2016, was a unanimous MVP. In fact, the first one in the history of the NBA. Not even when Wilt could score 100 points in a game did he get every vote. And you might say, how is it that Michael Jordan was never unanimous MVP? That's actually very easy to understand because there would always be an L.A. voter that would give one to Magic. There'd always be a Boston writer that would give one to Bird. There'd always be some Texas guy giving one to Olajuwon. It's pretty easy to understand. It's more difficult to understand how Steph Curry could be unanimous, but that's how much he took the world by storm. But when Kevin Durant came over to the Warriors in 2016... Curry willingly um, turned back into Clark Kent. Not that he still wasn't playing super well, but he was foregoing his nightly displays of lunacy for the betterment of the team. And what it led to was it led to three straight finals and two more championships. And every once in a while, Superman put on his cape and came out. But Curry knew that in order to be on an all-time great team, he had to change his approach a little bit. And the ultimate superhero, of course, would be a little combination of the both, which I said he was able to do. And now what you're seeing is what Curry was doing five years ago, except I think he's even more formidable now because he knows the league better. He knows himself better. He's not slowing down. And Steve Kerr, his head coach, was asked about this. And he said on CBS Sports, quote, it's probably very similar to a quarterback when he gets to his 10th or 12th year. He's just seen every coverage and understands the game at a really high level. Every year, Steph sees something new and learns a little bit more. I just think he's at an all-time high in terms of his knowledge of what is coming at him because of how much has been thrown at him for the last twelve years. End quote. I was thinking the other day when the Warriors took Steph Curr Steph Curry, <laughs> Steve Curry, Steph Curry, took Steph Curry out of the game and <clears throat> the Warriors I forgot who they were playing. But the team went on that they were playing against one like a 12-2 run. And three times in a row down the – when the Warriors had the ball, one was Pascal, one was Baysmore and one was uh, Ubre. They all went to the rim, and all three times they went to the rim, three guys collapsed on them, two were misses, and uh, one was blocked and became a turnover. And it's like you can't get to the rim. There are three guys there. And they put Steph Curry in, and – He got the ball, and he just walked right to the rim and laid it in. Is that because they weren't guarding him? No, it's because he's a way better player than the other guys. And whether it's a shoulder fake, a look the other way, or just being slippery, he just went right to the rim. He went fast, all three guys, and just scored. And it was just a stark reminder right there. These other guys... They're all first round picks, well not Pascal, but these are guys who are millionaire professional basketball players in the NBA. And they couldn't get to the rim. It's, it's pretty insane. Right now, Curry is the only player in the history of the NBA to average 30 points per game on the 50, 40, 90 splits for an entire season. We know that. And he could do it again this year. And that was when he was unanimous MVP. He averaged 30.1 points a game, 50.4% uh, from the field, um, 45.4% from three, and the free throw percentage was 90.8. This year, averaging 30 points a game, so one-tenth of a point less. From the field, 492 So he needs eight-tenths of a percent there. From a three-point land, 42.5, he's got that. And even better from the line, 93.5%. And what's funny is, you know, you think about a lot of people saying Draymond Green's no good, he's no good. Um, He's overrated in the fact that he needs help. He's not a star by himself. He plays well when Curry's there, and then Curry plays well when Draymond's there. Curry just works better when Draymond is in the lane, and we know that. And there are significant numbers to back up when those guys are out on the field, the field, the court at the same time. So Steph Curry, seventh time starting, um, and no one brings more joy to Warriors fans. No one ever has. I don't think any. No one ever will bring joy to Warriors fans. He's my favorite player of all time. Why wouldn't he be? And deserving and playing better than ever, knock on Wet. Alright, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a break. Come on back on Sports Buy.
10: Do you own a timeshare but can't use it because of travel restrictions, a change in life circumstances, or perhaps you can no longer afford the monthly payments or annual maintenance fees? If you feel stuck or just need to get out of your timeshare, Newton Group is here for you. They are the nation's oldest timeshare relief company, which means you can trust them. Read the reviews. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, 4.7 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and a proven track record to legally relieve you from the financial burden of your timeshare. Getting out of your timeshare can be tricky business, so it's important you go with a company you can trust. And nobody, I mean nobody, has more experience than the experts at Newton Group. For your free consultation and your free consumer's guide to Timeshare Exit, call 877-WE-DO-EXIT. That's 877-WE-DO-EXIT. Why pay for something you aren't using? Give us a call at 877-WE-DO-EXIT or visit newtonexit.com today.
12: Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey.
4: I feel bad about that now, but uh, welcome back to the show. Great to have you with us. Um, And uh, when we get our guest, uh, we'll throw her on the air. It's uh, Talia Brooks. Thinking about the All-Star Game um, and as we round out the lineup, and uh, those, I said in a few days, to be exact, Tuesday. February 23rd, we'll find out who the uh reserves are. And by the way, the coaches vote for the reserves. But as usual, there are more All-Star Caliber players than there are roster spots. And there are a few that I think could be first time all-stars. One of those guys is Jalen Brown. Um, when you think about what he's doing. And we'll get to that, but we have our guests with us. We're very happy to welcome Talia Brooks. She was a multiple all-American and NCAA champion in the pentathlon at the University of Arkansas and now a ASICS professional athlete and uh she will be part of the American Track League indoor series uh, which will be airing live on ESPN and ESPN2 coming up. And uh Talia for you it's uh it's a home event, right? Right there at uh Randall Tyson, huh? It
11: is. I I mean, I went to school here. I still train here, so I'm on my home track.
4: And that's funny because no one probably traveled more than you did last year. You were able to pull off a lot of events during uh, COVID, right?
11: (laughs) I was. I went over to Europe for about six weeks. I think I went to eight or nine different countries in that time. So I did travel quite a bit.
4: Did you ever get somewhere and they were like, go away, American, you're infected?
11: No, actually, not really. They were a little more strict in some countries getting us in, but for the most part, it was pretty smooth. Um, A lot of people were just interested in why America was off so bad at the time. So a lot of people, cab drivers would ask, people at the airport would ask, and so I think they were more interested than anything else.
4: So you didn't go somewhere and they'll say, have have a fun two weeks quarantining in your hotel. (laughs)
11: I did not because we had to get lots of COVID tests and a lot of places we had to present a negative COVID test before they even let us through the border. So luckily I had all the paperwork I needed, invitation letters, letters from the government, everything. So it was it was pretty easy.
4: When I think about the modern pentathlon and the, the five events, which one is the one that you don't even have to think about? in theory, because you know you got it. And which is the one you think, i got to work on that a little bit more?
11: Um, I'm pretty good at the hurdles, high jump, long jump. Those those events come very naturally to me. Um, So I know that I'll score pretty high in those. But the 800 is always an event where it's like, okay, this could make or break our entire score depending on how we run. And it's always the toughest because it's the very last event it takes a lot of uh, mental and physical strength to get through that one
13: so
4: what kind, are you guys using 22s what kind of pistol shootings do you do you have for your targets
11: oh no i do okay so i don't do the modern pentathlon i do just the regular <laughs> you pentathlon do the traditional. So, I'm not so you're not you're not on a horse i'm not on a horse i'm just <laughs> running and jumping and throwing a shot put and then finishing off with the 800.
4: Because the modern, you're, you you got to do fencing, too. So you're out there sword fighting. Yes. Maybe to...
11: <laughs> yeah, that's a bit out of my range.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Apologies uh, for that. So um, what is the, um, uh, what's the what's going to be going on here with the American Track League Indoor Series? Uh, How is that going to set up to you?
11: So this Sunday, it is a professional meet put on by Paul Doyle, and
14: Denny Eyewear.
11: I'm pretty sure, is a sponsor for that, and it'll be on ESPN, so basically there will be a few heats of different races, very high-level professional athletes just looking for an opportunity to race. There's not very many opportunities, especially here in the United States, so you'll see a lot of high-level athletes, a lot of very accomplished athletes that will be competing, and so it should be a lot of fun. It's the last one of the season, so I think everybody is really excited. Uh, despite the weather that everyone has been experiencing, I'm sure I hope everyone gets here safely and we're able to have a great meet come Sunday.
4: Couple more questions for Talia Brooks. By the way, this event is brought to you by Zenny. Zenny is all about promoting high quality, affordable eyewear for everyone and offers prescriptions for rain starting at just $7 more at Zenny.com. That's Z-E-N-N-I.com. We know that, I mean, you know better than anybody, um, that the pandemic brought things to a halt, especially with the Olympics in Tokyo. And now we don't even know for sure, fingers crossed, but that we'll have them this summer. In Tokyo, Otherwise, we might just miss an entire cycle of the Olympics. So what are your thoughts on Tokyo and whether we're actually going to get this done or not?
11: You know, I'm trying to stay very optimistic with it and just prepare as if there is going to be an Olympics because that's all we can do as athletes. But I hope that, you know, we get it figured out. Um, A lot of people train their entire lives for this moment, and depending on the circumstances, whether it's your age, whether, you know, older younger, if you're in your prime, like health-wise, a lot of people base, a lot of athletes base their training and their lives around these Olympic years. So, for it to not happen will be, you know, devastating for a lot of athletes because waiting another three years at this point um, could change a lot of things for athletes. So, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to train either way, you know, until they make the announcement. We're training as if it's going on as scheduled because that's all we can do. Uh, And just trying to stay optimistic because I think our mental health would be better off that way rather than, you know, waking up not knowing why we're training or if the Olympics are even going to happen or even worse, it does, you know, be go on as scheduled and then you're not prepared to try to make the team. So, I think everyone's just preparing, and we'll see what announcement they end up making. But I know we're all hoping that they go on as planned.
4: Do you know where you are right now with the U.S. setup? Whether you go to Oregon, Colorado Springs, Chula Vista, like um, how? Where do you sit, maybe in the in the top ten as far as representing the United States in the Olympics?
11: Um, I have. A pretty good shot. Um, I have not actually competed in my specific event in about three years uh, for different reasons injuries. I thought about just doing a different event, but I was ranked pretty high at the time, and now I'm even better now than I was in 2018. So for myself, it is a very possible. There's a very good shot um, for me to make the team, and that is my expectation. So I'm going into it with that in the back of my head, and depending on, you know, what happens, we'll see if I leave disappointed or not, but my expectation is to be on that team, um, and our trials are in Oregon, so we will be in Eugene, I believe, the week of June 25th is when my event takes place, so... I'm looking forward
4: to it. Very cool. Good attitude. So when you were in Fayetteville as a student, did you go to Reynolds Stadium? Did you say suey pigs? Because my old boss went there and he was pretty depressed this year. We know that, uh, you know, Razorback football needs a little bit of a, a comeback, but did hey. you ever <laughs> uh, go to them football games?
11: Absolutely. Yes. I, you know, I did the whole entire college experience. I went to pretty much all of the football games, my entire career here. I think I stopped going more so in my senior year because at that point I had a lot of football games under my belt, but you know, Razorback football, I'm calling it now is back on a come up with coach Pittman. Um, And we're going to have to watch out for the Razorbacks come a couple of years from now. So Obviously, we missed, you know, the environment this year with COVID, having only a certain amount of people in the stands, but I am a Hogs fan, so I am rooting for the Hogs, and I think it's only a matter of time, so we're back up and in the mix.
4: Very cool. Very positive attitude from Talia Brooks. Make sure to check her out Sunday, ESPN and the Deuce American Track League Indoor Series, brought to you by Zenny. Talia, best of luck in Oregon. We're all rooting for you and hopefully we'll have an Olympics and you don't have to wait another four years.
11: I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great time talking with you.
4: Thank you very much. And, um, Talia Brooks, everyone, T-A-L-I-Y-A-A. Yeah, she mentioned Coach Pittman, Sam Pittman. His first year there, three and seven, but uh, coming over from Georgia where he was the offensive line coach and assistant head coach. Uh I just remember when Sam Pittman signed, <clears throat> he's got a $3 million a year contract. And, you know, I used to think like, oh, if you could coach in the NFL, how much money you could make. Man, you coach in the SEC? Woo! <laughs> and I remember the Sam Pittman played college football at Pittsburgh State. And I thought, where the hell is Pittsburgh State? I think it's in Kansas. I don't know. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on the sports Podcast.
8: What's
12: in store this week at Staples? A big deal on ink that's kind of a big deal. Prepare
8: your business for a big year with everything you need to be organized and productive.
12: Like storage solutions, the latest tech, and office essentials like paper, ink, and toner, all at amazing prices.
8: And now at Staples, you'll earn 40% back in rewards when you spend $85
7: on ink or $200 on toner.
12: Set your business up for success and save at Staples. Ends to 2021 In-store only. Visit staples.com slash 40 in rewards for details.
2: that's 800-603-0885. Business heals all wounds. I mean, look at our relationship with Germany or Japan. Who can even remember what all the fuss
0: was about?
12: Rick Tittle, you done broke my heart, but I still take you back. You hella fine.
4: Oh, I'm so good looking. Welcome back to the show, and lines are available at 1-800-87A-PLAY. So I was saying, the rest of the roster is going to get filled out. Who will get snubbed? I don't think I've ever seen a guy who was such a snub that I couldn't sleep over it. I've seen some snubs. And it mostly happens in baseball where you have to take a guy from every team. And I believe in that. I think I'm the last person. I actually love that. Because when my team doesn't have an all-star in the all-star game, in basketball, sometimes I wouldn't even watch. Jordan and Magic and Kobe. and nah. But then we got well in, woo! and then had to wait like 12 years to like David Lee. So, yeah. But if there's a snub, it's never a guy scoring 50 points a game. But potential first-time All-Stars, I would say Jalen Brown. Former Cal Bear, shooting 28 points a game, six rebounds, four assists, a steal, steal and a half. I mean, you could... Think about how much defense he plays as well. and For a team that lost Gordon Hayward in the offseason, who's a good defender and has been with or without Campbell Walker at times, uh, you could make his case for Jalen Brown being a starter. So he'll make it. An interesting guy, too, Mike Conley. Mike Conley has never been an all-star, and it's hard in the West. I get that. And he's with Utah now. But if you think about scoring over 20 points a game, shooting 57% right now, only Joel Embiid writes higher in overall value on the uh, Raptor metric, which I think is funny. That's a combination of individual on and off numbers, basically kind of almost like a weird way of doing a plus minus. But there's no way he's getting in because there's just too many guys in the West. One of them would be Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is truly a -a one-of-a-kind player, and he would be a shoe-in if he had started the season the way he's playing now. Over the last 10 games, he's scoring like 30 points a game. And right now, his average is about 25 points a game. So about as dominating as a 20-year-old we've seen against the time. If you have a case against him, He's not playing defense like we thought he would, and he's kind of a sucker on pick and rolls. He really still needs a lot of coaching. There's nothing against him. He will get it. He'll definitely get it. But right now, the Pelicans are four games under, and they've lost by double digits recently to like Chicago. That could be it. And speaking of Chicago, look at Zach Levine. I think Zach Levine makes it because almost nobody is doing what he's doing offensively. Not just the 28 points a game, but the spectacular dunks. And he's basically the main guy the Bulls go through now. It's kind of weird. And <clears throat> even with Kobe White and Larry Markin and others, when he's on the bench, the offense doesn't really work. And Zach Levine used to get a little bit of... uh an eyebrow raised on his defense. He's picked it up defensively this year. But once again, that's another team that's four games. So we'll see. Um, In the East, Julius Randle has never been an all-star, but scoring over 23 points a game. It helps to do it in New York and Madison Square Garden in Manhattan. And he has thrived pretty well in a pretty difficult situation. And I think it's, almost impossible to overstate the differences between Randall last year and this year. And the fact that the Knicks are not last in the NBA and offense is really because of him. But the other thing is, is, you know, it's, he's playing like 37 minutes a game. He is the absolute fulcrum of that entire offense. And I don't think a lot of coaches are going to give him credit. Um, I saw something out of OKC about Shea Gilgis-Alexander that he should be in the All-Star game. And, look, he's a really good player. He is. And if you think about at the potential as a rookie and, and splitting times, but last year with Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder, he's now the number one guy. And he's scoring 23 points a game, which is nice. But the Thunder have kind of overachieved I think because they do play good defense and I don't think Gilgis Alexander is going to jump up. I mean do you pick him over De'Aaron Fox? There's people in Sacramento that would say, oh my gosh De'Aaron Fox. And he's kind of like Williamson. He's making a late push scoring like 29 points a game in his last seven and the Kings beat the Pels and the Celtics and the Nuggets and the Clippers and everyone's like, whoa, what the hell's going on in Sacramento right now? But those opponents were a little shorthanded when they played and the other thing is <clears throat> I, I think the case against De'Aaron Fox, which is unbelievable. I mean Rick Berry said on my show, if you I'm sure you said it everywhere else. If you shoot under ninety percent from the foul line, how can you look at yourself in the mirror? De'Aaron Fox is hitting sixty eight point six percent of free throws. <clears throat> can you believe that? If you gave him a hundred free throws right now, he'll miss thirty two. It's pretty insane. Uh He won't be a first-time guy. Fred Van Fleet, I mean, <laughs> he he scored 54 points against the Magic a couple of weeks ago, and that's the all-time franchise high ever. But otherwise, to me, he's just solid. He'll score you 20 and give you like six assists. That is solid. That really is. But is he going to be an all-star? I don't know. It probably helps that they're in the East. And, of course, some people might even pick Kyle Lowry, his teammate, ahead of him who's already been. And then here's a name for your first-time all-stars. Christian Wood, who's that? He's the center for the Rockets. He is scoring 25 points a game, 12 rebounds, shooting 82% in the paint when he's in they do great. He is having uh, – he's a lob threat. He's a pick-and-pop weapon. He's a terror in transition. He's kind of like the way that the Warriors hope that uh, their young guy, their first-round pick, will play uh, Wiseman. But he's got an ankle injury. He's only played in about 17 games, and he's not going to make it. If you watch the Pistons, you know their best player is Jeremy Grant. He's scoring 23 points uh, a game. He's in his seventh season, and he used to be a role player, a bunch player. Now, as I said, he's the star of the show. Um, but the shooting has tailed off. He's still under 40%. I mean, it's not going to happen. Tobias Harris, I'm just looking at guys who've scored 20 points a game. He's another guy scoring 21 points a game for Philadelphia. The three-point shooting has cooled off as well. Um, but it's mostly because people are looking at Simmons and Embiid that gives him a lot of time. Malcolm Brogdon, a guy in Indianapolis, I mean, he's just, what he does for that Pacers offense, he's absolute terror, and he is a fantastic defender as well. It's a good compliment to Sabonis offensively, Um, but it seems like, teams have noticed that he's the guy and they're double teaming him a little more which means he's been cold lately. John Collins I'd like a white Russian and a John Collins scoring 18 points a game in Atlanta he's not going to get a vote is he? Colin Sexton in Cleveland look what he's doing. I mean he's an electric player. He's pretty fearless 23 points a game for the Cavs that's not bad um but the consistency isn't there. Miles Turner in Indianapolis, the center. He could be a front runner for Defensive Player of the Year because he's averaging three and a half blocks per game. Per game. But that's not going to get you in. I know at the beginning of the year everyone thought, okay, John Morant will now be an All-Star. He is exhilaratingly exciting. He has skills tailor-made for the All-Star game. He really does. But 19 points and 8 assists per game? I don't know. He's taking more threes than he did as a rookie and hitting less than he did as a rookie. If you look at who could be <clears throat> a first-time All-Star, I would think C.J. McCollum, scoring 27 points a game, 5 assists, but he broke his foot. I mean, he was essentially unstoppable until he broke his foot. And he takes more threes per game than Steph Curry. Steph Curry has taken 6.5 um and McCollum, uh, taking, uh, seven and a half per game. It's too small a sample, so I don't think he's, he's gonna get in. But, you know, as I said, there's guys on this list who, you know, you look at a Devin Booker, how do you not take him? I know people like Demarta Rosen and Brandon Ingram, but in the East, Bam out of bio, he'll probably get in. Nikola Vucevic, I don't know. I mentioned uh, Simmons, Jeru uh, Holiday. Remember how much how big that was for him to get traded up to keep the Greek freak for signing that extension. Um, I don't think there's any way Booker gets left out for what he brings to Phoenix. Um, and you know what? For the Kings, I think it would be cool if if Darren Fox does make it. I just love the name Ron. D'Aaron, Aaron. Um But would it be unfair to keep these other guys out, like a Harris, like a Van Vliet, like a Collins? No, it's not. I mean, you can probably presume the Unibrow is going to miss the All-Star game because the Lakers are saying he's out until after the break. So that's going to open up another spot in the West. I just wonder if they're going to use it by a big man or not. I mean, would they give a Lifetime Achievement Award to Mike Conley? (laughs) Do they have those in the NBA? Can you Bucky Dent him in? I don't know. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we will come on back on Sports Byline USA.
1: That's 800-846-2153.
0: Do you own an annuity? Either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little known truths about annuities
1: that's 800-760-1845.
10: Sometimes when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me. Fast, I have this sudden impulse to turn the wheel quickly, head on into the oncoming car. I can anticipate the explosion... The sound of shattering glass, the flames rising out of the flowing gasoline.
7: Right. Well, I have to, I have to go now, Dwayne, because I, I'm due back on the planet Earth.
12: Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny.
4: Oh, thanks for that. Welcome back to the show. A couple minutes left. we got a few comedians coming up in about 15 minutes. Zoltan Kazas will join us. He's at the Portland Helium. And Steve Trevino, who's been in studio with me, if you want to check out what Steve looks like, you can go to my Twitter page, at Rick Tittle. Is it a page? I guess it's a page. Or... Um, <clears throat> Tiddling Sports with Rick Tittle, the fan page started by Rader Kev ten years ago. Um, but uh, the if you want to know the difference between East Coast and West Coast media when it comes to sports, the reaction in Philadelphia about Carson Wentz leaving, like people, sports writers, sports broadcasters celebrating, saying "Thank goodness the nightmare is over." Um, first of all. Look, there have been plenty of times guys have left my teams, and I wanted to say that, but it just seems I'm already too much of a fan as it is. Plus, you know, you don't want to, I don't know. It just seems a little unprofessional. But the the thing that's dumb, the reason I bring it up, is because these were the same guys three, four years ago who were bowing down to Carson Wentz. And I know some people said, oh, that's all you could get. Look, like the fact that Howie Roseman got a potential first-round pick Carson Wentz because he got a third from Indianapolis and another pick the year after that could turn into a first if he's healthy all year and the Colts make the playoffs I think that's it then that turns into a first round pick that's not bad for a guy who was the worst quarterback in football last year and who cried and cried and cried to get off the team and they kind of wanted him to leave the team they did so you know that's all we got I'm surprised if it was just a third round pick, I'm with you. That's all you could get was a third. But the fact that you managed to, and Indianapolis is like, look, if he sucks, you're not getting a first. And they're like, we know, but if he's good, we want that first round pick. So it's not too bad. But anyway, East Coast, West Coast, you're not going to have too many people jumping up and down celebrating. (laughs) You might have Willie Brown saying, he gone to Elvis Gerback. That's about it. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on,
6: radio news with tim berg bad weather across much of the united states is definitely affecting delivery of coronavirus vaccines white house coronavirus advisor andy slavitt discusses how delivery has been impacted as of now we have a backlog of about six million doses due to the weather all 50 states have been impacted the six million doses represents about three days of delayed shipping President Biden is set to sign federal disaster assistance for Texas once the governor's request reaches his desk, seeking to speed up the federal response in the aftermath for extreme winter weather, power outages, and utility disruptions in the state. Biden also pointing out that FEMA is already on the ground helping residents in Texas, and he said he would make a decision on going to Texas at the start of next week. You're listening to USA Radio News.
12: We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what balance of nature is whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables balance of nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash a three o'clock slump or an early bedtime Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling one 800 and use discount code USA
6: a Democrat governor could be facing impeachment for his handling of the coronavirus.
5: Unlike 18 other states in the nation, there is no recall system for voters in New York State to remove an elected official. The power to remove an elected official rests solely with the governor. There is no provision of New York state law that would authorize a city or local government recall. So, Thursday, State Assembly Republicans are moving to form an impeachment commission to gather facts and evidence surrounding Democrat Governor Andrew Cuomo's handling and cover-up of the COVID-19 crisis in nursing homes. The Assembly Republican Conference next week will introduce a bill to create a bipartisan panel and take action if necessary. From the West Coast, USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry.
6: People in Atlanta are being evacuated from several buildings due to a leaning construction crane at a high-rise building in Midtown. Atlanta police and fire crews are on the scene, and several streets in the area have been shut down as they work to stabilize the crane. USA Radio News.
1: An automaker's recall has everyone taking note.
5: Ford is recalling more than 150,000 vehicles in North America saying faulty airbags that can explode and hurl shrapnel. The dangerous devices contain the volatile chemical ammonium nitrate, which creates a small explosion to inflate the airbags. However, the chemical can deteriorate over time in high heat and humidity, causing the metal canister that encases it to explode. Many Ford models are involved, mainly from the years 2004 through 2012. Owners of the affected vehicles will be notified next month. You may also contact Ford for more information. From the West Coast, USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Another country has
6: joined a global movement to end the cost and stigma of sanitary products for women.
14: New Zealand will be providing free access to menstrual products in schools beginning in June, according to government officials. Prime Minister Jacinda Arden announced the program will provide education and products to all women in all schools. The program is aimed at combating period poverty, a term described in situations where people who need products are unable to afford them. Last year, Scotland became the first country to provide free access to menstrual products nationwide and in 2018 made menstrual hygiene products for free, for students at all schools and universities. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest News Bureau, I'm Wendy King.
6: For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg.
10: Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free, installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can, too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer.
1: 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com
2: for details. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I
3: love that guy. Oh, my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon. Fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch.
4: Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show, Rick. Tiddle with you 1 800 878 play 1 800 878 7529. Get it in, get it heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Ha, ha, ha. Emails rick at sportsbyline.com. <coughs> Email here from Scott. Rick, it's addition by subtraction with Parson Wentz. Uh, yeah. Well, look, when a guy is like, I want to leave, I want to leave, <laughs> I want to leave. And he stinks. Then you go, all right, hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no But when it's like Deshaun Watson and he's like, I want to go. You're like, yeah, you're fine. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> That's one way to do it. By the way, we're still waiting on J.J. Watt. What's going to happen with him? J.J. Swatt. If you think about the deal that Clayus Campbell signed with the Ravens last year, that was two years, $25 million. Could he get more than that? We keep hearing about the Browns that he's intrigued. The Browns right now have that much cap space. And they need somebody on the other side of Miles Garrett. Would he go to the Cleveland Browns when he could go anywhere else? What a coup that would be. To have somebody actually pick Cleveland. That would be crazy. Alright, we'll keep our eye on all that stuff. And uh, we'd love to have you be a part of the show if you'd like to get in and get heard. It's 1-800-878-PLAY. one 800 878 Emails, as you have heard, rick at com. You can go there, click listen live, and all your problems will be solved. thank think. Quote me on that. Also, Tune In app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app. Stitch them up, y'all. We'll be in stitches after these comedians. Ah, Zoltan Kazas coming up. If you're in Portland, if you're wearing a knit hat and you hate your parents, you're in Portland, uh, get down there to Helium and check out the shows. He's got one tonight. He had one tomorrow night. He's got one tonight. He's got shows tomorrow. Actually, I think tonight is sold out. But we can check on it. Anyway, and Steve Trevino coming up a little bit later.
1: That's
4: 800-693-8290. Do you own a timeshare but can't use it because of travel restrictions, a change in life circumstances, or perhaps you can no longer afford the monthly payments or annual maintenance fees? If you feel stuck or you just need to get out of your timeshare, Newton Group is here for you. They are the nation's oldest timeshare relief company which means you can trust them. Read the reviews. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, 4.7 out of five stars on Trustpilot, and a proven track record to legally relieve you from the financial burden of your timeshare. Getting out of your timeshare can be tricky business. So it's important you go with a company you can trust, and nobody, I mean nobody, has more experience than the experts at Newton Group. For your free consultation and your free consumer's guide to timeshare exit, call 877-WE-DO-EXIT. That's 877 We Do Exit. Why pay for something you aren't even using? Give us a call at 877 We Do Exit or visit Newtonexit.com today.
7: Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness.
13: Liemsanpoj
12: Tittle's got a black belt in keeping
14: it real.
4: Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show, Rick Tittle, with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. You know what a comedy nerd I am, and when uh, in the studio normally, but with the COVID, we get him on the phone, and we're very happy to welcome to the show for the first time Zoltan Kazas. He is at the Portland Helium Club. He's had a show last night. He's got a show tonight. He's got two tomorrow. He's got one on Sunday as well. Uh, Zoltan, I know that, uh, Ferenc Puskás was the
13: mighty Marjar. Do you, do you have a Hungarian nickname? <laughs> I, uh, I do take a boxing class in San Diego, and my nickname is the Hungarian Hammer. So I, I go oh. with that. Yeah. Or well, that or if you bold. want to say it in Hungarian, it's the Magyar Kalapáč. Wow. I like that. Um, yeah. so, were you born in Buda or Pest? I was born on the Pest side um and then i i lived there until i was four and then my mom and i moved to the united states that is really cool and just for fun i'll tell you a
4: story when i started working in san francisco in the 80s there was a i noticed in the back of the office there was a cot with a blanket and i said what's this and they said that's for zoltan and i said who's that and he said he's our scientist and like one day a week, this, like, 80-year-old guy from Hungary would come in, and I guess he would solve all the problems, and then he would take a nap. That was the first <laughs> Zoltan <laughs> that
13: I ever knew. I feel like I want a cot at the comedy club now, just, like, someplace <laughs> to take a nap in between shows. I feel like that's fitting.
4: <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I know you've been doing out, outdoor shows. I I saw one of them uh Kind of a candle lit thing on a hill on, on YouTube. But uh, what's it like to actually get into a real club again after all this?
13: It's uh, it's really, I didn't know I would enjoy it so much. But it's like it's like going to Disneyland as a kid after watching it on TV. That's kind of what it feels like. You're like, oh, this is real. Like last night, you know, they have it spaced out. They're only letting in 50 people. And I think that club seats around 300, maybe like 270, somewhere in there. And so it's pretty spaced out, and uh, it should feel bad, because if you walk into a big room with only 50 people, it should be bad, and it's spaced out, should be even worse, but it isn't. I think we as comics were excited to be back on stage, and then the audience is just excited to get out of their house and stop watching Netflix for a minute and see something in person. So last night was just magic. It was great
4: no doubt and you know a lot of us uh, whitey we have these european roots but a lot of times i know that when uh, people come to america like when my grandfather came from denmark he didn't want to do anything danish he wanted to assimilate so when your mom came over did she continue to you know make the goulash or did she say we're putting that behind like how much how much of it did you stay
13: hungarian yeah my mom dropped it pretty quick she, uh, okay. she we moved here and she was like i'm going to be all health conscious so she stopped making goulash, and she was still making palachintas, which uh, it's like a Hungarian – it's crepes is what it is. Uh, she would make that from time to time, but, like, goulash was a rarity. Even uh, chicken uh was, you know, here and, you know, few and far between. But I remember one of my first American meals was mac and cheese, and I hated it. Like, I, I didn't know what this taste was, but uh, I've grown to love it since then.
4: All right, I'm going to throw – by the way, we're speaking with Zoltan Kajas. He's at Portland Helium. I'm going to throw this one at you, and it's ignorant, and I know it's ignorant, but I knew two girls in college that were first-generation Hungarian. They were both beautiful, and they were both crazy and screamed and had tantrums all the time. And I thought, all girls from Hungary are beautiful,
13: but they're crazy. How close am I with that? I, see, I think you have more experience than I do because the only Hungarian woman that I know well is my mother and she never went off the handle, you know, unless I test her off or anything. But, uh, yeah, she was pretty even keel. So you have more experience than I do in that department. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that stereotype going just because you told me. (laughs) All right, let's keep it going. Um, did you, did you shave
4: off all your hair?
13: I did uh, back in October. I, I went full like Britney Spears buzz cut. Well, do, you
4: know what's funny is that, and I, by the way, I saw you a little bit in, in Oklahoma City. Uh, more about that in a minute. And I saw you with no hair. I, I actually think you look good, if I can say that as a straight man. I think you look good with with, with the shorter hair. But well, thank you. when you make a, when you make a name for your, it's like when Jonah Hill lost weight in Hollywood. They're like, we don't want you. We want fat Jonah Hill. So right. how much how much backlash have you got?
13: It's, it's not even backlash. People just don't know who the hell I am. Like uh, I'll post a video on YouTube or on TikTok or Instagram or what have you, and a lot of the comments are, I didn't know who this person was until he started speaking, and I recognized his voice. What did you do? So it's it's even worse than a backlash. They don't recognize me. Um, so I don't know. I think I have to go through like this whole rebranding process, which I don't know what that is and try to like get people acclimated to this is my face and my head going forward. What was the decision? Did like your girl tell you to do it or did you just get sick of it? I, I got sick of it. She was trying to talk me out of it. Um, <laughs> mm. but I, I, I usually only wore my hair down when I performed and then the rest of the time it was up. So during the pandemic, it was just up and always looking for hair ties and all this and i was like you know what what am i doing here i i think in october i really thought the pandemic was never going to end i just didn't see an end in sight so i'm like i'm getting rid of this so went for it
4: so are you regarded in in um, budapest as hey local kid makes good or can you go back and do you speak the language or are you like
13: they don't know who you are I, I think for the most part, they don't know who I am. Uh, I would assume so. I haven't been back. Uh, all my family still lives over there outside of my mom and my brother who lives here. Um, but, yeah, my, my Hungarian is so bad. It's, uh, I didn't get to practice it when we moved here because my mom was trying to learn English, so we would speak right. English at home. And then once she learned it, I had lost all the Hungarian. So I can understand a few words if it's spoken to me slowly, but I can't respond. Um, and i'm sure they have i'm sure the most of hungary has has next to no idea of who i am so if you have relatives come out you take them to the gas
4: lamp and petco and stuff like that
13: yeah yeah if it, uh, i had a cousin come out a couple of years ago and we did the whole san diego tour took him to the zoo took him downtown took him to SeaWorld, world all that good stuff good stuff now i mentioned
4: your oklahoma city thing it was pretty funny you heard a very disturbing uh, alarm, and you didn't know what it was. What was it? Was just basically going over the entire metropolitan area, if I can call it that. What was that alarm?
13: So they they don't tell you this when you come in to visit in Oklahoma, but apparently they test their tornado warning every Saturday at noon. And I was just leaving the hotel to go get some food or a coffee or whatever, and this piercingly loud noise just ripped through the city, and it just wouldn't stop. Like, it it almost sounded like it was coming from my head. That's how loud it was. (laughs) And there was just another guy in the parking lot, like I said in the video, and we looked at each other, and he was like, what is that? And I'm like, I don't know. And then we just kept walking. And I, I figured it wasn't a big deal because no one else was reacting to it. It was only me with my dumb phone out, like a tourist, recording all of it. And everyone else was just going about their business. Like the homeless people weren't bothered by it. So I'm like, I guess, I guess it's okay. I guess this is normal. And then once I got back to the hotel, they're like, oh, yeah, that's our tornado warning. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that should be in the brochure, like when you land. <laughs> Last question for you. How's the
4: merch? How's the modern male COVID mask moving?
13: <laughs> it's it's actually, that's the best seller. And the, uh, the first customer I had was my mom. As soon as I put that up, she bought the modern male mask, the T-shirt, the phone cover, the fanny pack. Aww. And she sent me a picture of it. Because, like, the first day, it was like $100 in sales. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. I didn't even tell anyone about this. We're cooking with grease here. And then my mom sent me the picture. I'm like, it was you. You bought all that? She's like, yeah, I'm here to support. So that's who my mom
4: is. That's very cute. All right, Zoltan Kazas, make sure to check him out. If you are in the Portland area at Helium, go to heliumcomedy.com for tickets. And, Zoltan, you ever do a uh, Punchline or, or cobs, and this gets all over? Come on in studio. We'd love to have you. I would love to. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back on SportsFile. Who's watching? Tell me who's watching.
2: Who's watching me?
1: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
9: It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job and, uh, I don't think I'm gonna go anymore.
12: Rick Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning.
4: Thank you for that and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. Steve Trevino, comedian, coming up in the next segment. <coughs> Who's not from Hungary. It's all Hungarians, man. Spring training is, uh, why can't I say it another way? Like, whenever Bill Burr says free, he says free. You can get it free. I can't say spring without saying spring. Oh, actually, I just did. But uh, as it's getting underway in Arizona and Florida, that means there's some scene setting that's in order. In particular, the storylines, as we like to say. What are the storylines, Rick? Well, it depends where you are, right? I mean, if you're a Dodger fan, you think, well, we're going to repeat, right? We haven't had a repeat since uh, year 2000. And uh, that happens to be the longest repeat drought in the history of baseball. You know, teams are a little bit more dynastic, fantastic, but I mean, the Dodgers have as good a good shot as anyone. <clears throat> and that 60-game season, what was their winning percentage? Seven seventeen. So, if you did that across a full season, they would have won 116 games. And they had a plus 136 run differential. That's in the 60-game season. That's not projecting. That's actually what they had. They were a plus 136. And in the postseason, they played 18 games. They won 13 of them, and they won their first title since 88. We know that. And, oh, by the way, they added Trevor Bauer, top pitcher on the market. Yeah. And, oh, David Price looks like he might be pitching now. So, the Dodgers have a good shot. Now, if you are a New York Mets fan, you are wondering, when, when, when is Francisco Lindor going to sign his extension? Is he just a rental? He said he wanted to stay. Is he going to win the World Series with the Mets and then sign with somebody else? Is he going to get traded at the trade deadline when they get off to a horrible spot? Well, Lindor has expressed a willingness to sign an extension. But when Lindor was at his introductory Mets press conference, when they said, when are you going to sign the extension? He said, it gets to a point in spring training, and then it's just time to enjoy this ride and focus on winning. So that implication is um, when we start playing games, he doesn't want to hear about it. He just wants to play. The Mets cannot let that happen. They gave up not everything but some pretty pennies and they're going to have to give him well north of $300 million, and it'll be worth it but they, I mean if I'm door, that's exactly what I say too I don't say, the door's open the whole season, I would say let's get it done now or just forget it and I'll, I've never been a free agent before, let's see what it's like JJ Watt says it's crazy I want to see, I want to be Trevor Bauer playing people against each other on Twitter um One thing we're going to have is fans in the stands and ants in your pants. Um, And so the uh, MLB put out a memo in January saying that we understand the commissioner, the office of the commissioner understands that you need fans, and so we'll just wait on local people, local towns. I know that the Giants at Scottsdale Stadium will be allowing a 1,000 fans. I know that the Oakland A's in Mesa got permission to let some fans into New ho ho as well. Um, I had, uh, I think I talked about this the other day, I had half a mine just to go down. But for me, it's not just the games that make spring training fun. It's hanging out with your friends and enjoying the warm weather. I saw Phoenix was 41 degrees in the morning. I think it's going to get up to like 77. But the beginning of spring training is a lot of rain. Believe me, I know that working in TV. Whenever we we would always do one spring training game a year, one, believe it or not, on Sports Channel, and it would absolutely be just peeing down rain that day. <laughs> but it's kind of cold. I mean, when you go in March, it's still cold. It's not like uh, baking, but yeah, you'll have some fans, and that should be nice. But. No, I mean, if I go to Scottsdale, people, you know, somebody said, oh, the bars are still open. I don't want to go into the bar and have people breathing all over me. Not yet. Um other stories up and down. Are the Astros, are they still villains pursuant to the science stealing <laughs> scandal? Uh, are they still, are they going to get vigorously booed like we all plan to do? Even though they were great in the playoffs, they knocked out the A's, they got to the ALCS. But A.J. Hinch is gone, Alex Cora is gone, Jeff Luno is gone, Carlos Beltran is gone. But you still have Bregman, Altuve, Correa playing in front of fans. Correa talked a lot of smack. I think we'll, we'll know pretty early, especially when they go to Yankee Stadium. That's a three-game series that begins May 4th. And you might recall that the Astros beat those Yanks in 2017, banging on some drums. Yes. I know Sabathia wasn't happy about it. Teams that have made big moves, are the White Sox going to matter? Are the Blue Jays going to matter? They'll matter. I mean, they're all playoff teams. The Blue Jays went out and got George Springer and Steven Matz and Kirby Yates, and they got Marcus Semien to play second, overpaid them. But, I mean, the Padres... If you look at a team, I mean, it's just bad luck for them that they're in the same division as the Dodgers. Otherwise, they'd probably be division favorites, right? I mean, they played over 600 ball last year. In fact, their 617 was the best winning percentage in franchise history. They got back to the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. And they signed, we just saw a couple days ago, a 14-year deal for Tatis. But they didn't sit on their hands. They know the window's open, and they paid so much money for $300 million for Machado. They wanted to move. Let's move on it. They got you, Darvish. They got Blake Snell. They got Joe Musgrove. They just added Mark Melanson to the bullpen. They got Hacian Kim. See how he goes. But that Dodger-Padre rivalry, that's going to be a pretty good fight. Um, speaking of Chicago on the south side, I mean, we got to remember that Tony La Russa, who's already in the Hall of Fame, is 76 years old, and he hasn't managed a game in nine years. And when he does manage, the only guys that were older than him are Connie Mack and Jack McKeon, Trader Jack. So is he going to add to his resume? Are they going to be good? I don't know. There are people wondering if Nolan Arenado will hit now that he's a Cardinal. Uh Yeah, he'll hit. Uh, we're wondering if the Angels' latest attempt to build a winner will do anything. And they've added Quintana and Cobb to the rotation, and they hope that Dylan Bundy will sustain. They hope that Andrew Heaney's healthy again, and then maybe that'll be something that they can build upon. But the other thing, just one more thing underlying spring training, are those CBA tensions, because the... This season is a prelude to labor war because that CBA is going to run out on December 1st. And MLB has had really an unprecedented run of labor peace, even though it's been uneasy. But owners in the next round will no doubt will want to come away with that expanded postseason. And what will they give up? They'll, they'll give up nothing. That's their plan. That, that literally is their plan. Well, what do we get? Nothing. Well, playoff cash if you make the playoffs. The players will want to address their declining share of revenues. Remember, the last CBA it was mostly done by veterans, and they didn't really care about service time. They didn't care about young players. That could be some wiggle room there as well. Maybe let guys have their ARP start after two years. That would be huge, which they wouldn't want to do. Then you'd really see some manipulation on playing time. But it's just, I mean, you could say there's been a lot of bad faith posturing these last two years and just dangling things in front. And we haven't seen a labor stoppage in, since 1995. And I don't know. There will be some concessions either way, but it's going to be an ugly process. And there's going to be a lot of pictures and a video of lawyers in briefcases in Manhattan crossing the street going into a courthouse. I hope it doesn't come to that. But there's so much on the table with the universal DH. Uh, realignment, expansion, everything else that can go into it. But the owners know what putting 16 teams in the playoff does for their pocketbooks. As a fan, I'm all for it. It's a better chance for my team <laughs> to make the playoffs. Is it like hockey? I don't think so. Will you get sub 500 teams in there? I doubt it. All right, well, come on back. We'll talk to Steve Trevino on the
3: Set it down over there and then go to Bay 5. Indeed knows unexpected That's growth indeed. can stretch your business then. Like Amir's warehouse. To expand capacity, he needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed, you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit indeedcom credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Again, that's 800-449-1759.
12: Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion.
4: Oh, there's some doubt in your voice. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's great to welcome back to the show Steve Trevino, stand-up comedian. Last time we were on, we were talking about how he was putting together this special My Life in Quarantine. It's a big hit. It has now been ordered by Amazon. Or you can check it out there. We'll talk about that in a second. But Steve, you're on the road, right? Are you, are you, uh, you're working in Phoenix right now as we speak, right? Yeah. I,
2: I finally got to leave Texas after, <laughs> after being shut down for so long. I was only working in and around Texas. And, um, two weeks ago, I finally made it to Palm Beach, Florida. Then I did Miami and unfortunately I was
4: not flying back to Texas. I came straight to Phoenix. So as a Texan, and uh I, I know you at least when you were here, you wore your A and m hat, so you're you're pretty Texas through and through uh and i have a, I have a cousin who lives in San Antonio. First of all, it's snowing down there, which is weird, but then they don't they have to boil their water, they don't have any power. Are there any answers to that or are you like me? You just have no idea
2: Man, look, i, I have I have no idea what is going on and, and it cracks me up that you know Ted Cruz goes to Cancun. And people are so appalled by it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, is that insensitive? Was that a bad move? Sure, but what do they think Ted Cruz does? Is he is he, is he he on the power lines, fixing power lines? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what he does that could change the situation.
4: You know what's funny about senators? I don't really know what senators do outside of just vote in the Senate. They don't really do anything, do they? <laughs> exactly and it's like
2: oh my god ted cruz went to mexico well uh i'm not mad at him talk about perfect timing right
4: well remember texans got mad when tony romo went with jessica simpson to mexico during the bye week you're supposed to stay in texas yeah how dare yeah how dare you take a hot chick to mexico
2: when you're off how dare you do that um but no you know what i might my, my you know my friends, my family, you know, we're all in Texas, so um, the past few days have been a little rough. But, I, you know, I honestly, from the people I've been talking to, you know, Texans are very resilient. And, you know, my family that didn't have electricity, they had their generators and they had their neighbors. And, um, you know, for the first time in history,
4: the fireplace in a Texas house is like, oh, I guess we do need this. All right, let's talk about the special because – uh, one of the reasons your comedy works so well is a lot of people can relate to you and your wife, Renee. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I liken it to Ray Romano a little bit. And uh, and so your 2020, I mean, we always say we have all this time on our hands. What are we going to do with it? You guys really did something with your time here. At this, didn't you?
2: Yeah. You know what? I, if, if I'm being completely honest, um for the first time in my life, I found out what depression was. I was I was dealing with depression after sitting at my house and being unemployed and and actually having anxiety attacks, which I had never experienced. And, and you know, it, it's one of those things that's hard to explain, but, you know, my wife looked at me and she said, hey, this isn't just happening to you. She says we have to do something. So we started going live every Wednesday on Facebook and, and having a good time with the fans and, and the people that, that were tuning in, and we decided... You know what, we're having a good time with this. Let's turn it into a podcast. So then we did that. And then I started writing all this material about what my experience was in quarantine and, and we decided to film it as soon as we could and put it out there and, and it's not it's it's a very special special because it is about my life in quarantine. But, you know, we we also in two thousand nineteen dealt with a miscarriage and were able to uh, conceived during the pandemic. So I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to get on stage and, and talk about miscarriage and talk about uh, the fact that here we are. And in my life in quarantine, at that time, my wife is seven months pregnant. And to be able to to go, hey, 2019 was rough. We had a miscarriage. 2020 was rough. But because of it, we have now, at this point, have a, a three-month-old baby girl. So I, I really felt like I needed to get something out there that was a stamp in time.
4: Yeah, the downs and ups and congratulations on that. A couple more questions for Steve Trevino, My Life in Quarantine, his new special on Amazon. Um, what would you say, I mean, do you have any tips that you've learned from overcoming? Because as you've said, even if we don't have depression, we have quarantine doldrums, we have cabin fever. What are Do you have any tips to share with people?
2: I, you know what I was I, the the people that I truly feel for are the single people who don't even have a pet. You know I, I was lucky enough to have my wife and and my kid and the, you know to be able to go take a walk outside and and I think honestly it's it's a mindset and staying positive and and really for me mentally going this isn't gonna last forever. I'm gonna get to go back on stage. I'm gonna get to go back. normal and and for me i think it's just having something to look forward to uh really helped.
4: did you feel like you were getting rusty because i've spoken to comedians who i mean obviously you're going to be a little rusty but i've spoken to comedians who were almost in a panic state like i don't even know if i know how to write a joke or even be funny i can't even Mm -hmm. remember my last set that i did yeah, no, for sure. I was definitely feeling rusty, and I was definitely
2: feeling very insecure and, and afraid to go on stage after not being on stage for several months. And what people don't realize is, especially for me, since I was 20 years old, I was on stage doing minimum six shows a week for the past 20 years. So to all of a sudden come and then to realize, oh, no, this is a muscle. This is something that I do every day that I've gotten good at, Yeah, I mean, I was scared, I was nervous, and and luckily for me, you know, being able to go on stage in Texas, because, you know, they opened up things slowly, 25%, and I was going to San Antonio, Texas to walk on stage in front of, you know, sometimes nine people. And that was kind of how I was able to get back on stage, was just literally walking on stage and talking. And it helped me get back in the groove, but yeah, man, I was scared.
4: I know a lot of you guys and gals had to do those Zoom shows and any port in a storm, and maybe they threw a little coin at you. But, you know, for me, I'm used to, and I don't do jokes, but I'm used to zero feedback. I'm on the radio. I might get feedback six months from now when someone tells me they liked what I said. But for you, you you say a joke and there's no laugh. You feel like the joke sucks. So what's it like when you're putting out all this A-game and you, you can't even hear laughs? Oh, man, it is heartbreaking, <laughs> and and not only that you know at one
2: time, one of the shows that I did was one of these drive up shows where everybody stays in their car and instead of laughter they would honk and flash their lights and there there is no skill for the timing on that you know what i mean so it's it's really it's really one of those things that if you're not a professional comic it's hard to keep your beats going because there is no feedback
4: that's good stuff. So the thing you do with your wife, is that also the podcast, the Captain Evil one?
2: Yeah, you know what? My wife is such a big part of my act and my life, and, and I am a family man. You know, me being a family man is is very important to me. I, as a matter of fact, we're in Phoenix today with my family, and I'm at a children's museum as I'm doing this because my family is a big part of my life, and I just thought, hey, why not show people more of my life through the podcast? and let people actually meet Captain Evil and meet the woman behind the joke. So it's been very successful.
4: I know how hard it is to get on these platforms, especially these days when, when you're already established. I mean, I see that Sam Marill, Joe Lis, Mark Norman, they shop their specials, really good specials, and they just finally put them on YouTube. So how huge is this to get Amazon to sign on?
2: We, we've been very lucky, you know. We 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 just, you know, I, I have my very first special on Amazon that got put up there, you know, years ago, and that was a success. And so then we put Till Death on Amazon, which is still on Amazon, and that was a success. So I, I I think we've kind of proven to Amazon that that we can bring eyeballs and that people do want um, me on Amazon. And I find it funny that when you put in S P E. In your search on Amazon Prime, I'm like the second Steve that comes up or third Steve behind Steve Martin and some of those. So it's been really flattering to see that that there is a market for me and people are supporting and people are watching. And I think at the end of the day, as you know, being in radio, it's all about eyeballs and selling tickets.
4: No doubt. And by the way, uh, up here in my hometown of Richmond, California, we have a Mexican restaurant called Trevino's. It's even got the Enyé and in neon but it shut down and unfortunately it's got graffiti on it i used to go there after softball games if you ever want to get in the restaurant biz it's already got your name on the building (laughs) what do you you think
2: i I would love to man and i i miss california so much you know after living there for 14 years of my career and going back to texas the, the beautiful part was that me and my wife would tour in California. We'd go we'd get to go back and visit California, but you know, I haven't been to Cali in, in so long and I miss it. So maybe I do have to open a restaurant.
4: Very cool. And as I said, he's in Phoenix. Look for him in March, Panama City, uh Oklahoma City at the Bricktown. Timonia, Maryland, of course, that's McGoobies, the Chicago improv going all the way into the summer to the pittsburgh improv as well steve trevino check it out on amazon my life in quarantine steve congratulations on the success the new baby and hopefully we'll catch up in person soon man
2: i appreciate you my friend and stay safe and healthy
4: all right good stuff i'm rick tittle we'll take a break here we'll come back get on in at 1-800-878-play see you in a second
11: They I wonder ever
14: Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back.
1: 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. I'm sorry, it's, a,
0: it's the pleats.
6: It's, a, it's actually an optical illusion. It's the pattern on the pants the it's not fla- flattering in the, the crotchal region. I'm actually taking them back right now, taking them back to the, the pants store.
12: Piddle is a majestic stallion.
4: All right, thank you for that and uh thanks for tuning in. By the way, the NFL finally got the official word last night. They will still use air-filled footballs, not stuffed ones. No, they got the number on the cap because <clears throat> we we thought it would be anywhere In the low 180s, maybe 185, because last year it was 175, Eh, it's 180. So that's 5 million more than last year. Now, here's the thing. The NFL said that's not the final number. What? Yeah. The final number might actually be 185. Well, why do you tell us now? They said, well, March 8th is when we'll know for sure. Well then why don't you just tell us then? I don't know, it's, we'll see how free agency goes. I just find it odd that they say the official number is 180, but it's not official yet. We're, we're working on it. (laughs) 1-800-878 play, uh, to get in. It's funny, one of the, um, Latest mock drafts I was looking at. I always got to touch on one every week. Josh Edwards. I haven't seen him do a, a mock draft in a, uh, a long time. Uh, but I'm a little more in agreement with what he says because he says that Panay is going to go third to the Dolphins. I, Pete Prisco had him dropping way down. And he also, he also had, um, the, uh, kid Mac Jones going in the top 10, which I don't think is going to happen. But the one thing that's crazy about that mock was he has Devontae Smith falling to 17 to the Raiders. Well, as exciting as that is, the Raiders just drafted Henry Ruggs the 9th. Like how many, <clears throat> how many wide receivers are going to get? It's about defense. I'm concentrating now on Jeremiah Owusu Koromora, the linebacker out of Notre Dame. That's the guy I'm looking at. Or maybe even a Nick Bolton. Even though Nick Bolton, he's a linebacker from Missouri, I think he's like 5'10". Eh, can 5'10 still work? Yeah. Joseph Osai, the linebacker from Texas. This guy's 6'4", 255, and he can put his hand in the sand. I'm just telling you, it's got to be, it's got to be, even if it's Trayvon morrig, Trayvon Moorick is the safety out of TCU, 6'2". This guy is supposed to be a complete stallion. It's got to be Aziz Ojeleri, the linebacker from Georgia, 6'3", 240. You can't. You just have to stop drafting. What are you, Matt Millen? took a wide receiver every year. It's like he's playing Madden. This is why they had the Millen man march. Remember that? That's one of the funniest things of all time. And I like Matt Millen. Remember I talked to Matt Mellon about Matt McGloyne, because they both went to Penn State. I go, why is he so, uh, how come nobody recruited him? He goes, ah, hey, he's got red hair and freckles. <laughs> I thought that was a great answer. Alright, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you Monday morning, 9am, Packard time.